This is Catalog and Cocktails. Presented by Data.World. This is a good this is a good segue into our lightning round question because I got a couple we got a couple things here lined up. Here. So uh, all right, let's move uh, to the lightning round, which is presented by data.world. Uh, I'll go first. In the next 10 years, will we have democratized entity resolution? It's done. Oh, it's done, not yet. Yeah. Okay. It's done. I'm we are uh, I'm telling you it's done. We don't need 10 years? No. That's I mean, more can be done, but I'm just telling you, it's that's. Yeah. <clears throat> I get All people right. asking my roadmap. I'm like, you don't need to use half the stuff we already do. I, my Swiss, Ar- Swiss Army knife has got so many things in it. No, done. <laughs> Next. That's exciting. Hey, uh, second lightning round question. This actually harkens back to our previous episode where we talked about master data management. Is MDM dead? No, but it's caused so many bruises and limps and hobbles that it causes a lot of angst when people think that they might have the next $3 million project that goes two years and then gets canceled, you know? <clears throat> but, you know, MDM is really about getting your entities better managed, better managed, you know? There is a, it's a little bit of a falsity to say there's a single version of truth, <clears throat> but being able to properly count your entities and know how they represent each other through your observation space is as, 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 as essential as ever. All right, next question. So you mentioned data scientists. They don't build spell checkers. They grab a library. Um, will entity resolution just become like that, a simple, pluggable library? Done. We literally shoved our $50 million investment to 6th gen into a DLL or a shared object in one next where most of our customers It was done. That's incredible. I'm, I'm getting very excited now. Um, all right, fourth and final lightning round question. Are we trending toward entity resolution, sort of not the fact that you can have a library, because obviously that makes things very easy, but like the art of entity resolution, are we trending towards it becoming harder as time passes? I, I, the trending will be, there's a lot of really great data scientists that are spending time on something where they could spend their time on something that's actually more interesting and more valuable. For example, the, the risk scoring models that come after entity resolution okay, to make higher quality decisions. So the trend's gonna be a change of allocation about where you put your smart people. It's not gonna be on, I'll call it the mundane task. Who would have thunk that it's so hard to match Beth to Elizabeth? Really? So, so the just, trend is gonna be a change where instead of people trying to, I mean, it's gonna, it's gonna be a hard problem and as data gets more complex, et cetera, et cetera, that's gonna to continue to make it hard, but if, smart people are building great libraries that are democratized uh, that allow people to do this kind of stuff and people can spend their, their time on, on better, more valuable things. You know what? It's about outsourcing entropy. It's the second law of thermodynamics. The universe is trying to break itself into little pieces, spread out and cool off. Okay. And we use the food we eat in teams to fight entropy. That's what we're doing. You do not want to have your own team. Do you have somebody at your company writing your own, uh, credit card settlement? No, you would use Stripe. You outsource that entropy. Why would you? Why would be using your energy to fight that? That's what I'm trying to do in Entity Resolution. Is uh, we're going to slay your entropy for you. This has been a phenomenal conversation. And all I'm just thinking is like, I just want to sit. I think Tim and I were just back channeling. Like, I just want to sit in the bar and just have a drink with you. And just you guys haven't had a single drink. 
I started with this glass full. Oh, so. hey, that was pretty I, good. I, I already wasted all of mine, so. <laughs> really? How did I miss it? Okay, well, I'm impressed. Yeah. And, and, and with that, let's see how much we impress you because it's takeaway time. So, Tim, TTT, Tim takes us away with takeaways. We've been taking notes while we've been having our drink here about everything we discussed. All right. Yes, Tim's takeaways. So, we, we started off with, you know, what's, what is entity resolution? And you mentioned uh, it's counting your entities. Um, and, you know, don't overthink it. It's really about looking at those entities, counting them. And when we look at all these different things like linking, deduplicating, uh, matching, fuzzy matching, uh, mastering, a lot of these things are actually ultimately talking about the same thing, figuring out how things are related to each other and, and counting them. Um, and we got into what's the state of entity resolution today? Uh, and you really gave us a, a little history lesson that things have, have evolved and changed. They've obviously gotten a lot better. You've been at the forefront of a lot of innovation as things have gone from, you know, Gen 1 to Gen 2 to Gen 3 and so on. Um, but, you know, the past approach has always been expensive, complicated. The results are iffy. It's hard to do yourself. The biggest companies are spending big dollars trying to solve these problems so that they can move the needle a little bit and get just a little bit better, right? Um, and uh, as you get to larger scales, more real time, you can't do it all in memory. The approach has to change and it gets pretty complicated. Entity resolution, therefore, has been kind of for the elite. Uh, and you mentioned, wouldn't it be great if it was free or open or more accessible and, uh, you know, the more common uh, uh, people and companies could take advantage and, and spend less time trying to solve this problem. Um, and, uh, and that feels like a really good approach and a good principle here. It gets harder and harder for companies to compete as they get more of this duplicate data, complex data. And the truth is that a lot of bad decisions have been made because we're not counting our entities. Juan, what about you? What were your takeaways? So, so, so several here. So one, Jeff, you, you have been, seeing this for so for so long right so you have to really see all the use cases to know how to go build something that can work as a general platform and that's what you've been able to go do and uh, i love this like oh i got ten thousand rules it's like really is that something you should be proud of for uh, <laughs> no, right and, and anything interesting here kind of common to yours is like any smart system should learn about the past and make changes based on that past for the future like there so that, that, that's, that's a very important thing. And how do you integrate the new objects as they go? It's like a puzzle piece, right? Like, oh, I think these two things go together, but another puzzle piece will come in and like you'll realize, oh, they don't go together and so forth. So uh, data doesn't sing unless it's in context. That is a quote I'm going to put on a T-shirt. And I'll do it to you. I love that. And it's all, and this is all imperfect because we live in an imperfect world, right? That We just have to accept that. The principles. I, I think this, if there is the main takeaway, it's about the principles. Don't throw rocks at cars versus don't st throw stuff at other stuff, right? You want to be able to have those principles. And what you've been able to observe over over your over your, your career is like, you kind of bring, brought this down to like 26 principles. What you've, I really like that they're really behaviors of the data that you're observing here. Mm -hmm. Talked about the three principles, frequency. Generally, when you see this value, does it, does it relate to one entity, a few or a lot? Second, exclu exclusivity. Does an entity have one of it or many of these things? And stability, does it tend to stay the same? <clears throat> this is an amazing aha moment for me in, in actually looking at this as behaviors of the data, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And in, in the past, you would have all these configurations. We were very proud of the configurations. Like, go into my cockpit. Look at all the knobs you can go to. <laughs> now, today, you should not be proud of that. And actually, we should probably offer five, two, five max. And probably when they'll come back, they should have said, uh, I should have left it in default. 
Um, we brought up catalogs for a second here. And this is catalog and cocktails. Um, and I think entity resolution is like, you need to have a database like the card catalog because you want to keep track of all the features here that can give and provide some extra context. Because remember, data doesn't sing unless it's in context and the catalog will have that context. And then finally, chat GPT, it will, it's going to need entity resolution around here. Otherwise, it's uh, a lot of uh, great creative BS. <laughs> All right. How did we do? What did we Man, miss? You guys like have summarized my life in just a few minutes. I While I drink the pina colada. <laughs> the spark notes of Jeff Jonas. <laughs> there we go. All right. So to wrap this up, Jeff, back to you. Three final questions. What's your advice about <clears throat> data, life? Who should we invite next? And what resources do you follow? People, blogs, conferences, books, so forth. I, I'll take that backwards. On, uh, on, I like to follow, on Twitter, I like to follow terrible maps. It's really funny. On conferences, I like the GeoInt conference. And just a thing about both of those is a, where things are and when and how they move are the highest order bits. If you're trying to do really interesting analytics, geospatial data is superfood for analytics, okay? So funny side on the maps and then the geo and conference uh, where people are obsessed with geospatial. The uh, would be two, two go-tos. Um, Danny Hillis. Oh, man, that guy. Do you know Danny Hillis? I, so, so I would love an introduction to Danny Hillis. Danny Hillis, I know him from <clears throat> the connection <clears throat> machine back in the 80s during the early expert systems and on parallel computers and stuff. My PhD advisor was Dan Maranker, and at the same time, they were doing kind of all these parallel uh, rule engines. And then one of the things I find fascinating about Danny Hillis is just how he's kind of seen the future, right? Jump around afterwards, he founded Meta MetaWeb, which was free-based, which is the foundation yeah. of Google's knowledge graph. Like, this is a guy who has seen kind of the seen the future and built it and been there if i would love to have danny hillis oh, I, can, I, I can make that happen do you by the way do you know about his ten thousand year clock i have heard about this but don't know the details that's his that's his invention this is a clock that runs for ten thousand years without hooking up to any power it's uh, okay and then I, I don't here's a piece of advice i've never shared Okay, I, that I can, at least not public, I've shared to a few people. <clears throat> As you go through life, if you're creating a group of people that hate you, that don't like you, in, back, in the back halls, they say negative things about you, don't underestimate the weight of that versus creating goodwill, okay? You want the people that have been through your life on a journey to be in the back room when no one's looking, saying generally good things about you, Okay. And I, and I say that because I've seen, I've seen two cases now where people didn't put care to that. And you know what? It's like having a bunch of, a small army with people that are just waiting with a ship to stab you, okay? So anyways, yeah, that's my advice. Makes the future better. Very profound. I like how we started and we ended here with very profound advice. <laughs> Came back to relationships. Yes. <laughs> and I've seen this comment here on, on LinkedIn. Takeaway, the final takeaway, just to kind of put the stamp here. Entity resolution is a thing that has been resolved. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Well, an entity, you know. Uh, yeah, probably an entity. It's still a real world entity, you know, to be entity resolution, but whatever. It's making a decision about it. You're asserting something. You know, you're asserting something that's true, and then you're willing to change your mind about it if you need to.
receive with certainty, correct when necessary. All right, before we say quick goodbye, just a reminder, next week we have Mohammed Said, who's from Capco. We're going to be talking about metadata. Is that really a graph problem or not? And uh, with that, Jeff, this has been a pleasure. This has been a phenomenal conversation. And I can't wait to meet you in person and go sit at a bar and go just chat and just hear all your stories. You are a fascinating, not a fascinating yeah, individual, no, that's, that's, that's and fascinating. a phenomenal storyteller. I prefer nut job. Hey, thanks guys. Cheers. Thanks so much, Jeff. Cheers. Have a good one. Yeah, you too.